0: What's up, everyone? Daniel Smooth here. I want to show you guys a cool thing we're doing. This podcast is sponsored by Candidips, the newest lineup to the dip game, but in CBD form. The Candidips lineup features products made for every man's lifestyle. All tins are proudly crafted from the hills of Humboldt County in California. It's filled with flavor and will give you that good vibe that CBD brings to the room. So what are you waiting for? Use the promo code BELLYUP20 in all caps at Candidips.com for 20% off your next order. That's bellyop20 at candidips.com. It's time to BS. Sound. Iced tea. Can't beat it. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another edition of Time to BS with Standard Smooth. We're coming to you from the beaches of Long Island, New York. And apparently I have been told to not use Google Images for podcasting clips or for logos as a whole because I will get screamed at by YouTube and stuff because copyright strikes ain't that fucking delightful. So, I have now been forced, not forced, but I am now officially using Canva to create custom logos, let's call it, or wallpapers, quote unquote, for this crap. So, without further ado, let's get started, shall we? The NFL Draft is officially behind us. It is Sunday, April 30th, the day before May. And we're also four days away from Star Wars Day. Possible show will be there as well to discuss all things Star Wars. But, regardless, my friends, we are here to discuss the draft and stuff. So why don't we? Um... I will say, however, uh, because many will argue, let's say, another team will have the best draft. I think the Seahawks had, for the second year in a row, the best fucking draft. I'm going to read you their draft picks here today. And I will discuss with you who's a starter and who's not. First round pick, Devin Witherspoon, starter, corner. Wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ohio State, starter. Second round pick, running back, Zach Charbonnet, UCLA, backup. Derek Hall, defensive end from Auburn, possible starter on the defensive line, maybe. Um, guard, Anthony Bradford, LSU, starter. Nose tackle, Cameron Young, Mississippi State, starter. That's four starters right out of the gate. Defensive end, Mike Morris, Michigan. Meh, debatable. Uh, and center for Michigan, I'm not even going to pronounce his fucking name because I will mess that up. He's a starter. Um, safety, Jared Green, New Mexico State in the sixth round. Backup. And Kenny McIntosh from Georgia, running back. He's going to be the third string back in all likelihood. Um, holy shit. Um... to the Islanders, John Tavares leaving them was the greatest thing to happen to that franchise. Russell Wilson leaving the Seahawks was the greatest thing to happen in that franchise. And I'm saying this as a lifelong fan who witnessed the rise and fall of the 2000 Seahawks with Mike Holmgren as head coach, who... Witness the eh, of the of the early twenty of the early twenty tens, the rise of the Seahawks to Pete Carroll with twenty twelve and twenty thirteen, the their inevitable and rather shitty downfall from twenty sixteen to twenty 2020, twenty, or twenty twenty one in this case. Um, for ten years, this team has either had good drafting or eh, drafting. They haven't had really good picks or really bad picks. Um, These were all very good picks because you got, you filled some needs and you also took the best players available. Like, there's a legitimate argument that Witherspoon's going to start opposite Tariq Woolen or he's going to be the nickel with Bryant moving outside. Jackson Smith and Jig was the best receiver on the board. He's going to be the slot. no, No questions asked. Zach Charbonnet, you needed a running back to compliment Kenneth Walker because you do not want to run this man into the ground like you did with Marshall Lynch, like you did with Thomas Rawls, like you did with Rashad Penny, like you did with Chris Carson. Four dudes. He ran into the ground. Now, At the same point, you also need to open up your offense a lot more than you have been. But you also need a defensive help big time. Big time. Um, Half your picks are offense, half your picks are defense. Good balance. But mark my words, my friends who may be listening to this crap. The Seattle Seahawks are going to be the number two seed in the NFC this year. Watch, it's going to fucking happen. Pete and John are in their wheelhouse. I'm not saying this as you know a very passionate fan, which I happen to be. Duh, I have the tattoo on my bicep. I'm saying this is a realist because San Francisco might not be as good as people think they will be. I'm saying it's because the Cardinals are a mess. The Rams are a mess. The entire NFC has like five teams that are really good and everyone else is kind of the same. And then you get Arizona. I'm serious. They had the best draft this year for the second year in a row. That is crazy to think about. This was a team... That was very mediocre on defense last year, inconsistent at times on offense, but they were still pretty good, and they made the playoffs. Fight me. I think they will be a force to be reckoned with in 23. Speaking of the Islanders, oh boy. I haven't mean to get to this for a couple days, but I've been letting, I've been letting this thought these thoughts marinate like a nice sweet, but also bitter marinade. And bitter because this was coming. The second the playoffs were announced that they'd be playing Carolina, yeah, an optimist, but deep down it was probably like they're going to lose in 6 or 7 sure enough it happened now we can point fingers oh we can point fingers oh dear lord we can point fingers however my dear friends that is not what we do here that is not what I do that's not how I solve problems I do not try to solve problems at pointing fingers I will point my finger however at something The problem that got them swept versus this this very same team a few years ago, the problem that got them beat twice in back-to-back conference finals against Tampa, the exact same problem that made them miss the playoffs last year is the exact same problem that made them lose the way that they did this season. Last season, yeah, they had a good excuse of starting like 20-something games on the road because of New York State bullshit. Well, technically it's because the arena had to get finished, but I digress. You refuse to open up the power play. You refuse to open up the entire offense as a whole. Why? Why do you do that? Why do you refuse to do that? Is it because... You just can't seem to comprehend that this game is going faster and faster is, it, and you want to stick to the 90s system. You see, okay. Anders Lee, Bo Horvath, Matt Barzell, Ryan Pollock, Noah Dobson, Brock Nelson, Kyle Palmieri, Oliver Wallstrom. Those six guys right there can each score either twenty-five to forty goals a season. Realistically, realistically, I'm not making that up. I mean, hell, Lee's done it. Lee's done it before. He got to forty once. Brock Nelson can might as well score fifty. Matt Barzell and Bo have are hundred-point players. If you put them in Edmonton's system or in, you know, Colorado system or, let's say, Boston system, how do you score 100 points? Andrews Lee's the captain of the team. Where the fuck is he on the, on the offense? Where is he? Kyle Palmieri. I like him. I like him. He's he's a streaky goal. He's a streaky goal scorer, but I do like him. Truthfully. Um Their biggest problem is the same reason that got that they haven't won a cup during this during the Lamarella tender. They refuse to open up the offense. That is an issue. You can't score. You don't win hockey games. Most teams today are averaging three to five goals a game. Some of them even six at some points. The Islanders have to fight to get to two goals a game. That is their offense. I mean, they're in the same boat that the Rangers were in a few years ago with... You know, Elaine Vigneault's coach, where it's like, okay, we're we're gonna score, but we're gonna have Hank Henrik Lundqvist bail us out. You can't win hockey games like that. You have arguably, he's gonna win the Vesna this year. In Ilya Sorokin, there is a legitimate argument that Ilya Sorokin is going to win the Vesna Trophy this year as the best goaltender in the league. There is a very good argument for that. And yet, for some fucking reason, you can get a 50-save night, 940-save percentage from Elias Sorokin, and you'll still lose. Because the offense sucks. It's the truth. It is the truth. And that is a shame, because... Truthfully, this team is a very good hockey team when they have an offense. And it's a shame. It is a damn shame because they could have beaten Tampa two years ago in Game 7. If they did, they would have won the cup, and that pisses me off. That really does. It pisses me off not not just as an Islander fan, but as a hockey fan. Toronto, for God's sake, you fucking did it. Thank God. The hockey gods have blessed us. No Tampa this year in, in the cup final. Thank God. Thank you, hockey gods, for blessing us with this wonderful time. The Toronto Maple Leafs, yes. Last night, have won their first playoff series since 2004. That's great. I fucking hate the Leafs. But, I'm happy for them. I really am, because listen, I hated both of these teams playing. Toronto and, and Tampa. I hate both of them. But, If there's any team that I wanted to win that series, it was... Excuse me, it was Toronto. I mean that. Because that team has been doing so much crap. (laughs) Oh, the glorious memes. It's delightful. It's delightful to see... The memes going towards Tampa now. How sweet it is! But, I, uh, on a very happy note, I'm happy for the for the, the that I'm happy for Maple Leaf fandom. They deserve this. They absolutely fucking deserve this shit. And how ironic! That a team that that the player that ends the series and wins it for Toronto, their first playoff series in nineteen years, is the same dude that ends the curse for the Islanders back in twenty sixteen. John Tavares. How fucking sweet is this irony? That's funny. That's hysterical to me. But at the same point, Watched them still. Watched them still lose next round, but they could they could go far. If Boston gets knocked out tonight, oh shit's gonna get interesting. Oh shit's gonna get real interesting. We shall see. And I'll proceed to laugh at Bruins fandom if you lose in round one to the Florida Panthers. We shall see. But congratulations, Toronto! You fucking deserved it. I'm gonna really to show degree. my age here. Stupidity brigade. I'm um, gonna really show my, my fucking age. I'm not I'm even like that old. Fifty two million per year for five not, like, years. Like I act like I'm, 45 I'm fucking shit. Um because of like That's a lot of money for a dude who doesn't have a great my arm. choices of music. In accuracy wise. Which is uh, before I get screamed at. <laughs> it's, um, it's really funny to me. <laughs> Listen, I'm not the biggest um, Lamar fan, I love him, I do, but listen, I'm not the I, biggest Lamar guy. I think that um, my choices of music and my gaming on the choices are... This is not on Lamar, this is on the no, Ravens. Because and if you actually fucking and, uh, pay attention to the the uh, um, really like NFL, you will know Baltimore like has a new stupid video games, video games today or, fucking history new or, or doing music that. today. Do you know how long it took for like, Joe to get his contract um, from Baltimore? The first, the and first I'll get extension he got. Gaming today. on a yeah, it took him to win the Super Bowl segment, but They were "My like, choices of music. They were like, we'll the Joe Flacco walk the nineties until he, he won the Super Bowl. 2000, 2000, yeah, the money, 2000, 2000, 2000, Five years, hundred twenty-five million. Or, or I remember that deal from the Sometimes America. the fucking 50s. Because I saw it, I was like, you're yeah. paying that much People for doing, listen to my music choice. Like, that How f- fucking old are you? Uh, you're paying you that a much for a dude like, yeah, who, technically, I like to think that I was once running the, the music connoisseur who lived until in 1996. And granted, he's fucking awesome. To watch the old genres of music. I'm not, um, the I'm not here games. to trash Lamar Jackson. If his contract was done three case. years ago, Vino I would have done forty million a year. It's he would. He would have gotten forty uh, something million a year. It's probably, probably 42 million. And then I was somehow reincarnated get making into this fucking because, because being me. Quarterback contracts are fucking stupid. But like, I'll just I'll might as well like, just sh- li- just show you. Uh, I'm not going to say grow the for like guys that, that I, I have. Hurts. just by but the jazz playlist at the same alone. point. Are Jim you ready? I do ready. And the brakes truck back What the hell? Kenny Pendergrass. What the hell, guys? Al Green. Marvin Gaye. What's well, easy? Uh, another great goal John Goldreen. Davis. Grover Watt. Ten He's years ago. No. Teddy. That's it. Right? That's That's That was unbelievable. I remember that. Armstrong. remember Cook. Oh my God. Because. Um and all fuck am I. Flock, the not, cap no. is going up, revenues going up, B- going to all lock, that shit going uh-huh. up in so our contracts. And I, I understand that, this that, is um, Money waters and offense looks good defense wants championships. That is really the mentality of the Ravens. Buster Benton they will go, yeah, we'll, we'll oh pay our defensive guys first before we we'll pay BBK oh, guys. I got the fuck behind. Like the mean analogy. The entire defense fucking got here is in the conductor seat. They're conducting uh, the train. Mountain and Jesus. the School entire russ, fucking offense. 80s. Phil Taysan Collins. Way the fuck wrong. Back of the train. Billy Sawyer, Brooks thats Tom Petty, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> oh if my war- god. And it further exits pretty much the right end of the Smith And then movies go to the fucking They gave Roquan Smith, do not make a nice, hefty contract. Because months before Lamar gets to fucking safe. That and the Marvel's film making longer the making his fucking shit sure. for a second here. Think about that. And that's like, Jesus. No. Like, I can't watch movies today, except for a couple. Like, the most recent Avatar movie that came out, that was good. That was really nice. Also, fun to watch in 3D can't complain. But there's also, like, you're remaking movies that shouldn't even be remade. Like, they're making a fourth Kung Fu Panda movie. Why the fuck would you do that? Now, this is just me. I'd be the first to fucking tell you that the Dark Knight trilogy is the greatest threesome of of superhero movies ever made. And then... People say, no, Avengers Infinity War is the greatest superhero movie ever made. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Okay. Yes, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, top grossing film-wise, pales in comparison to the the Dark Knight trilogy. Pales in comparison to those three. Well, the Dark Knight trilogy pales in comparison to the the highest grossing franchise in, in... well, money making that Marvel has done with Avengers Infinity War and Endgame those two movies top the Dark Knight trilogy in terms of money making but if you actually watch those three movies in consecutive fucking order three days straight and then you watch Endgame and Infinity War you're like click, go back Go back, you know that meme of the of the cavemen, like, go back, we fucked up. Like that that's that's me. That's just my personal opinion. I will also say The Godfather is the greatest movie ever. Fuck you, I win. Cause great movie making has died. Because everyone is it, it's same with music. Everyone's about the bottom line and that's making money, and that's a fucking shame. So I promised you in a previous segment that I would get to my views on gaming and, you know... I think that every single fucking video game today is nothing short of stupid. I mean, with occasionally you'll get a great Halo game, or occasionally Minecraft will do something great. But it's mostly the same shit. I mean, Nintendo released, I'm a Nintendo guy through and through. Fuck you guys. I got the Wii, I got the GameCube, I got the fucking Switch, I got Game Boy and DS. Fuck you guys. I'm a Nintendo guy. This is no more PlayStation or Xbox for this question on me. No, I'm Nintendo, and go fuck yourself um, listen gaming today has become so fucking diluted it's either another first person shooter it's a battle royale and occasionally you're gonna a Mario game that's it that's literally what it is and let me just gather my thoughts here when did gaming as a whole die I don't know when they start milking GTA 5 for ten years when GTA six should have been released already. But then again, that'd be like two hundred gigabytes of data to install. Thanks Microsoft. Or Sony or Tat Nuclear's Rockstar, but what do I care? Um again I'm such a nostalgic person when it comes to gaming. Like, I still hold on to my fucking GameCube after 20-something years. I bought, very recently, this small little cube that plays Game Boy games through an HDMI cable on your TV. I have that thing, and it's fucking awesome. And I was looking at getting an Xbox 360 again, I have a PS2. I don't have a PS3 or 4 or 5. I have a PS2. Thanks, John. Um, I still hold on to my Halo games from the 360 era. Fuck you. Like, I love old video games. I do. I genuinely do. Because they bring me... Because I know I can go back to them and not have to deal with little two-year-olds screaming off the top of their lungs for mom about, oh, this guy killed me in Fortnite. That's the other fucking thing. Every game's a shooter or a battle royale. I can't stand it. Enough! Just enough! I mean, gaming as a whole... As, again it's become so diluted it's a shame that's just that's just me personally um because I really just want to be able to enjoy the old games and that's what I want to do I want like when I when I get older Like, 30s and 40s. I want to be able to sit down, plug in my GameCube, and be like, yeah, I still like this shit. (laughs) And not be able to go get the PS8, or whatever the fuck it's going to be called now, or the Xbox 12. (laughs) Meh. Like, I want to be able to sit back and reminisce on the days when we used to kick each other's ass on Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Melee and Brawl. Oh, the memories are flowing back in my head now. It's great. All right. I got to end this segment quick before I fucking go down memory lane for three hours. Oh, Yankees. Oh, New York Yankees. What are you doing? I get it. You had to re sign Aaron Judge because he's your captain, but same point. You just lost. How bad did they lose today? How bad do they lose? Fifteen to two, to the Texas Rangers. Oh dear Lord, <laughs> that just that shit just makes me laugh. That shit just. Uh, I'm a I'm a baseball fan. I really am. I mean, like I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a childhood Yankee fan. I grew up in a family Mets fans. But holy shit, this is just bad <sighs> because listen, the most diehard of baseball fans will say, oh, the Yankees are fine, but, well, actually, excuse me, the most diehard of baseball fans will say the Yankees are fucked, because they're constantly striking out, they're constantly having bad pitching, well, not great pitching, but it's not great pitching. Garrett Cole is having a fantastic start to the season, and it pales in comparison to how terrible the Yankees are playing outside of that. They need to blow it up. Trade Stanton, don't trade. The, the, the two players, three players that are safe are your top prospect, Anthony Volpe, Aaron Judge, and Garrett Cole for the obvious reasons. For the two obvious reasons. Because they're your highest paid players. They're also your best players. Trade Stanton, trade Rizzo, trade IKF, trade whoever the fuck. Torres, I don't care. Trade everyone. Build back the farm system. Stop going for home runs. Scap it. I'm begging you. Please. Like, seriously, for the sake of all of us, just stop. It's doing none of you a favor. I don't care if the analytics say you need to go for home runs. I don't give a shit. Stop going for home runs all the time. Just blow it up. Blow it up in July. Just do it. Fucking do it. Or or August. I don't give a fuck. Just blow it up. Because you're dog shit. When the Baltimore Orioles are playing better than you, you got a problem. That team has been in the the perennial sadness factory for like seven years. Oh my God. It's gone awful. Then again, I'm not like a diehard baseball fan, but I love baseball. I just... I I, want to see this bullshit stop. We got two more topics before we close up shop for the day. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. That's fucking huge. Um, If you haven't heard the news already, it's been a week practically since Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the Jets. And the entire city of Manhattan is lighting it up for A-Rod. Um, I want to explain my views on this. The Jets better win the division this year. And by the way everything looks, they're probably going to win that division. Miami can't be trusted. Buffalo? I don't know. And I'm saying this is like, you know, as a member of the Church of Josh Allen. I'm saying this because... Realistically? Realistically. They need to do something like... fucking now. In order for them to do... Like... They gotta... I I wanna see where the schedule is... Realistically before they do... Before... We start and go and crown, let's say, Kansas City again as a new champion. Because that's the other thing. Kansas City is right now still better than Buffalo. And I think before we go and completely lose our shit on, let's say, oh, the Jets are Super Bowl contenders. Calm down, Jet fans. Calm down. Patience, patience. I say, patient. Because right now, there's still Cincinnati. There's still Jacksonville. There's still your entire division in the AFC East. There's Denver. There's Vegas. The, 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 the AFC West as a whole: Kansas City, Vegas, LA, Denver. You still got a whole AFC, a loaded AFC, for that matter to deal with patience my friends patience you have a right to be cocky oh you do you have a right to be cocky after seeing after having you know perennial milf hunter and Zach Wilson you know paranormal activity and ghost seer and Sam Darnold plus Mark Sanchez you have a right to be cocky alone just because you have Mark Sanchez as your quarterback you have a right to complain also Tim Tebow Forgot about that. Almost forgot Tim Tebow is a Jets quarterback. WWE has released a new championship belt. Technically, they revived it. It is nicknamed the World Heavyweight Championship. Essentially, big gold has been brought back from the dead. How fucking cool is that shit? Um, it's a beautiful looking belt. And. People are screaming at the fact that, really, we have three championships now? Technically, you have two. Technically, realistically, you have two. Let's be... Let's be brutally honest here. They have two. Um, I think... I like the belt because it brings back it brings back a great championship belt in the world heavyweight title and at the same point they're not gonna they have a bunch of dudes that deserve world title shots Seth Rollins Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre Bray backtrack please on Bray Wyatt but like those three in particular Green champion. Lashley, two-time champion. Rollins, four-time champion. McIntyre, two-time champion. Plus, Royal Rumble winner. Brock Lesnar, carrying cross. The list keeps going. Kind of, but you know what I mean. I think what's going to happen is that you're going to have a new champion crowned at Clash of... Night of Champions, which is going to be when the new World Heavyweight Championship is going to be in, crowned. And then at SummerSlam this year in Detroit, Cody's going to win the undisputed title of Roman Reigns. Calling it, or or they could milk this whole thing all the way to WrestleMania 40. Which is what they're probably going to have to do it. Then again, I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. That's just... Again, I'm not anything special. I'm just a dude behind a microphone. So this is the part of the show where I thank you all, and this is... It really is. I thank you all seriously for joining me on this shitty journey that I like to call this podcast. And, yeah, there's not a lot of people who listen to this, but I don't care. I don't do this for money. I don't do this for fame. I don't do it for any of that shit. I do it because I love it. I enjoy recording podcasts, and it makes me feel good in my heart and in my head that I get to do the thing I love to do. Um, And it's great. So... That'll do it for us here on Time to Be Us with Staniel Smooth. My name is the aforementioned Staniel Smooth. I'm coming to you from the beaches of Long Island, New York, and I will see you all in this life or the next one. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen.